Texas. Here we go. I'm Boone and I'm Levi Stroud. Here we go, man. We uh we live in the beautiful Texas Hill Country and yes, it's fall time. I love it here. And uh yeah, and I know some of these roads are a little closed right now and they're and you can't really travel around here so easily, but uh just a week or two ago like the traffic out here was uh, was bigger more high than it normally yeah. is. Oh yeah. But people come out here this time of year to see mostly the maple leaves change, but really all of the leaves out here change the fall mm-hmm. foliage and I uh, wanted to start by saying how blessed we are to live in this area, man. It oh, is yeah. beautiful. And um, I was actually talking to one of my old friends earlier. I'll let you, I'll let you talk about it because you've been around here for a long time. But uh, I was talking to one of my old friends earlier, and he was talking about the natural beauty of the hill country and how it's really, it's really sacred and really, um, it, it's. I mean, you, uh, you know, a city could come and just plow it down and make a new city on top of right. it. It could, yeah. But it really. It really is, it can't. I mean, it's no. rugged in its own way, and it's just built in its own way. It's almost like a, it's not a, it's not a mountain range. I don't want to no, get mistaken No, they're not that. mountains. Uh, not even close. I wouldn't say they're mountains. N- not even close. No. I wouldn't either. Not even close, really. But it, it almost gives you that feel. Right. It really does. You know? Uh, yeah, there, de- there definitely are some parts of these valleys that are, that are pretty safe from development, I would say. Uh, at least it's going to be a long time until any sort of development pushes into, into some of the little arms and uh, nooks and crannies of these valleys I personally that people hope are tucked so. into. I personally uh, hope so. <laughs> you know, us here in Medina, we're kind of smack in the middle of a very wide valley. You know, there's not much keeping the development, uh, you know, from coming west and, Some and, and getting yeah. here. But, uh, but you know, our natural beauty is something that we do have to hold on to right now. And it's... Uh, and it does bring tourism. It, oh, it and, does. And, you know, it brings lots of businesses tourism. around here. Uh, when I was working at the Old Timer here in Medina, I know that I would get people... All the time, especially in the fall, hundreds of people come through Medina and go up through down 337 to get to Lost Maples. That's why, you know, I can't believe they closed down 337. And Lost Maples is still, is still, like two weeks in advance. At least it was 10 days in advance to book there. Still, even after it. Yeah, but here's the thing about it. I support them doing road construction. They needed to redo that bridge. They really did. did. I mean, it even took people who did construction out there who lived out there to i think kept calling the state and telling them this is a problem this bridge you have bigger trucks coming over i understand why they did it right but whoever is in the planning and i appreciate the people who work on the roads who go out there and do it's a hard job and they and they do their best you know but whoever planned that to do 470 at the same time as you're doing 337 yeah i mean that and and then they're going to do 187 on the back side of it back there too uh supposedly so the planning, come on now, we could do a little better, just right. to be honest. But right. uh, I mean, it is what it is. You yep. know, things happen. People need to work. They've got jobs. People depend on these jobs. Uh, you right. know, that I mean, is true. I worry about those guys out there and the elements out there breathing in that tar all day, though, and not wearing a mask. Oh yeah, yeah, for real. They need <laughs> yeah, to wear, feel they bad need for to those guys. Mask. Yeah, they do. The government has always <laughs> cared so much about those people by yeah. taking their income tax and uh-huh. stuff. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> now they need them to wear a yeah. mask. That's you know? right. Well, uh, you know, we're gonna just gonna we can go into the next now, and uh, uh, you know, we have talked about this before, you and I, and I think we get it on an, on an episode here because I do think there may be some real legs to this, and and I never really had an opinion on this. I know the social dilemma has come out; it's a documentary about social media. Right. I've never watched it, to be honest with you, yeah. but I have I have been skeptical of social media, like most people probably have. We understand sort of what we're signing away yep. when you do it, right? Probably. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, to the depth of that, I don't think we really understand. And to the depth of the 
the collusion between different like big media tech companies I don't think we always have understood completely you know right starting to come out a little bit I feel oh, like yeah. so my question to you is like is that do you think there's gonna be either a, a social media uh, exodus or a social media like big change either already happening or going to happen well I think it's all you can already kind of see it starting with parlor Though, I mean, it hasn't really made any sort of noticeable traffic loss to Facebook. Uh, Honestly, I don't think there's going to be any sort of mass exodus from Facebook. I think that the vast majority of Americans, I mean, it's kind of sad to say Or social media in general. I'm I'm saying, too, do you you think there will be? No. Well, uh, maybe from certain platforms because of how much they're getting, some people are getting censored. Yeah. like, you know, me, I, I still can't comment on Facebook. I don't think I can comment on Facebook until, like, November 28th or something like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, and that is kind of annoying. How I mean, one day you can just get onto Facebook and you just can't comment for a month. You know, you can't do, you do anything. You can just look at stuff, basically. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people will probably end up maybe not leaving Facebook, maybe not deleting their profiles, but... I think Parler has definitely gotten a very big increase in traffic from all yeah. of this. There's no yeah. doubt about that. So, in in the long run, no, I don't think people are going to abandon social media. I don't think that the kinds of things we're talking about here right now are really on the minds of a lot of of the average Americans out there. You know, a lot of Americans out there have the idea of, well, if I'm not doing anything wrong, you know, so I don't have anything to hide. So I don't care if they know my internet search history or if they know, you know, if they can get into all this data that's on your phone, you know, or on your computer or whatever. Uh, So, no, that's my assessment. I don't think there's going to be an exodus from, from social media. But I do think that there will be a little bit of a change in the teams, you could say, in social media. I think that Parler will probably end up becoming a a uh, much more popularly used app. I don't think it's going to outdo Facebook or and, Twitter. But you came in actually in the MySpace era. I, yeah, I had a MySpace. So you remember yeah. that that takeover? Yeah. Oh kind yeah, of with I Facebook remember when, when Facebook took over MySpace. And uh, they are still young, sort of in their lifespan, probably most likely, because right. people look. People will always like to communicate, and if you can communicate online. I think there's going to be a form of it as long as there's online. There's going to be a form. I mean, you can go back to uh, AOL yep. and typing to people. That's something that's very popular, instant messaging. And, right. and uh, you know, that that's kind of where it's all come from. So I think it's hard to say that there's going to be a mass exodus of it. But I, I do believe that there is an awakening to how powerful some of these companies have been allowed to become. Oh, yeah. And what we are signing off on. I do think that that's one reason I wanted to cover it is because... I do think it's something that should start to be on people's minds a little more. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and I, and it's not. I agree with you. It's not right. probably on most people's mind. But you know, it, it it's important, and especially if you have kids and or you have you know young people you care about. If you're a young person yourself, it's something you probably want to want to think oh, about yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I think about that all the time. You know what this is going to do mean for my children's future. You know, the the America they're going to grow up in, the America they're going to know. You know, it's not going to be anything like the one that that I knew, you know, growing yeah. up. And that's that's really sad that that things can change that quickly. And I'm not saying change is bad. I'm not sitting here saying... It's like, inevitable, oh, right? It's inevitable. Change is inevitable. But uh, the reaction that we have made to this whole coronavirus thing is just... It's just insane, if you ask me. I mean, yeah. look at what we're doing to our children's 
I mean, to their lives, to their memories, you know, think about this, you know, think about that. That's, that's going to be, this is going to be their childhood memories. They're going to remember going to school in a mask and, and, uh, you know, I just, that, that connection that we're losing with them, you know, the, the facial, uh, being able to see or smile, you know, there, yeah. there's children, there's babies out there who haven't seen a human smile, you know, think about that for a second, yeah. man. That's insane, man. Well, you know, we're, we're going to get to COVID-19, and I think that, you know, that's, uh, man, that's been on my mind a lot, and I think it's on everybody's mind. You yeah. know, I, I would like to say one more thing is Parlor has gotten a lot of attention before we leave the subject. Oh, so yeah, I don't want to get into COVID-19. Yeah, no, 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 no. I want to get into COVID-19. No, no, no. It's good. There. It's good. I'm glad because we're going into our next segment anyways, and we need to because I could give this whole show to COVID-19, honestly. Right. And what's going on? Right. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, we're going to get into it, you know, yeah. for sure. But uh, Parlor has gotten growth. There's also some news stations, like, uh, and I'm sure there's even some on the, when I say old left, I mean like the real, like, liberal, like the real, like, old-fashioned Democrat. I know a lot of right. them. There are a lot of my friends. And yep. I think that they don't like Donald Trump, and they definitely were on that bandwagon. But I think when you get into some of this deep stuff, yeah. I think that they're also just, they're for this country is what they're for. You know, and they don't want to see destruction of this country in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and um, so, you know, I think there's news networks even that are coming in and competing with some of these major news networks. And I do think that you are going to see some shift oh, and yeah. movement in some of these in some of these companies. I very well do. And uh, yesterday was a Senate Judiciary hearing with uh, Mark Zuckerberg and um, Jack Dorsey again from Twitter. And it's telling and you know i don't have any beef with those guys or any you know i'm open-minded to listen to what they have to say but go listen for yourself they don't have if you're not a little bit concerned with those with how much power those companies have i don't know what to say someone's going to have the power but who where should the power preside on this type of level we're talking about mass media here media between everybody yep i mean it's got to rain in some type of freeze it it has to be if if it's if it's going to be censored by one side or the other we can't have that it can't be. Right. It has to be neutral. It has to be on a neutral place. There's just no question about it. They have to do better. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's... I mean, <laughs> the question is, how do you make them do better? You, you know, don't. Dude, you no, know. no, no, no. It's the market, the market. The market. The market must be. You know, you know how it, we you know, think you know, here. We're, we're free market we are students. guys here. I'm a student. I'm not yes. going to lie. I love... Yeah. Ron Paul was one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And I think that because I feel like he had the most de- stripped down, easy to start with solution... And that is from, if you can't finance all this nonsense, you can't do it. It's going to yeah. become a more honest world overnight. You know, it really yeah. is. And is it, life's just inherently not fair. Nobody ever wants to hear that, but it's the truth. Right. Life is inherently not fair. Sometimes yeah. we're going to, you know, you're going to know someone who gets in a motorcycle accident and you're like, oh my God, why are motorcycles legal? Well, they're legal because people have the choice on this earth. We don't, you know, with what we know, we live and die. And in between, you give people the leeway to do what they want to do as long as they're not hurting anybody else. Yep. And that was the big debate now with COVID-19 moving into the next segment is they said, well, if you go out without a mask on, you're hurting everybody else. If you go out at all, you're hurting everybody else. And I think that's getting tiresome because you know what? Most of this country has worn a mask now, has tried to be cautious. Most of it, a very small percentage has maybe been stubborn. And those people are probably out in the rural areas and they don't even travel in most of the time. Yep. Okay. So most of the people, especially in the major populated areas, have been wearing a mask. They've been social distancing. Why are the numbers going up then? 
it's a tiresome debate. It truly is. And yep. I truly feel bad for people who have been affected by, by any type of illness. But there are real questions when it comes to this. There, there, there's just no doubt about it. There, it's, it's something that has come along, in my opinion, and I think that there are stories and news you know, from the whole cycle. I think you could pretty much support the fact that we have a catastrophe like a new illness that has broken through or just something that we know little about that has spread on a mass level that has now been massively politicized. Yeah. And, and the, my fear is that the people will get a hold of this illness. It might live on forever and it might be like the flu. Right. Like, oh, shoot, here comes COVID-19 season, right? Yep. That's possible. No, no. I don't know anything about it, dude. I'm not a – I'd, I'd have to be taught, but I'd want right. to be taught by many of doctors from many different spheres of life because I want to know more about it than just what one person tells me, especially if they've been in the political sphere for the right. past 40 years. Had you politicians know? whispering in their ears. Yeah, because they're really political scientists. They're not yep. scientists. They're political right. scientists, be clear, you know? And uh, I would say – that my question with with COVID is how has this, if they indeed shut down, which they're shutting down, most of the states are shutting down again, yep. they're locking down. How long is this allowed? I mean, do you, by, by, by allowed, I mean, well, how long do common people just say, you know I what? Mean, S- Scott Atlas gave us the answer just, uh, what, yesterday, the day before, when he, uh, Came out and said that, you know, this is going to go for as long as people let it go. You know, you, you're going to get whatever you take. That's what's that's then that that's just the truth about it. You know, and he said people need to rise up. That's that. And that's the only way this is going to come to an end. And of course, immediately his critics and skeptics started saying, oh, he he meant, you know, he was calling for violence, you know, calling for acts of aggression. And he actually came out and publicly cleared up his statement and said, look, I wasn't talking about you know, rising up in a violent manner. I, you know, we, we do still have elections in this country. We do still have our right to free speech in this country, you know, and that's what he was talking about. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, what we need to, I think that what needs to happen is sort of like a Tea Party, but like what, Tea Party meets something new. I don't, I don't even really know what it needs to meet. But, you know, we need, like, that 2007-2008 Tea Party spirit, but we need it to come out in a way that can capture both the left and, or the right and the left. Yeah, I, yeah, and, I agree. Uh, I agree. And, and COVID-19 and the lockdowns could very well be the thing that brings the right and the left together. Yeah. Because I really don't think that many of the Democrats and liberals who voted for Joe Biden really voted for Joe Biden. I think the majority of them voted against Donald Trump. and They damn sure they didn't are, vote for another lockdown. Right. I'll show you that. And if they did, that's a, that's a very okay. small minority of them, I would imagine. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, I think the majority of people who voted for Biden did so just because they wanted to see In spite Trump. of Trump. You're right. Just yeah, no, in spite no, of for Trump. Sure. And I think that once the... The uh, anti-Trump once, vote. <laughs> once Trump is out of office, if he's out of you know, that's still... It's not did what December fourteenth. I That's think is when the electoral yeah. go. Hey, this yeah. ain't over yet, folks. We're 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 drawing conclusions here. Yeah. But if Trump, uh, yeah. once Trump leaves office, if he leaves office, and the euphoria of getting him out of there goes away, I think all these people, or at least most of these people who voted for Joe Biden, are going to wake up and realize, oh crap, yeah, we got Donald Trump out of there, but. Oh crap! We put Joe Biden in the White House. I mean, I mean, welcome to lockdown too. He said he was going to do it, 
and you, and they voted for him anyway to get just to just to get Trump out of there. And Trump, you know, hey, well, I'm not sitting here trying to defend Trump either because he he went along with it. Yeah, he did. You know, he yeah. went around along with it. Lockdown one was under Trump. Yeah, I mean, really, well, lockdown yeah. one was under Trump. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you know, yeah, with, and with Joe Biden, I personally think if he does become the president, I don't think he's going to be a popular president. No, I do no, not think I he's going think because so. of what you just said. There was no. a lot of anti-Trump votes. No, no doubt about it. I think right. that would be admitted uh, fairly. Um, you know, and uh, you know, so with with COVID nineteen too, it brings up some in, uh, so many interesting points and. Uh, one being that the hypocrisy in this. I mean, dude, the hypocrisy in this has been that. That's probably what has showed to me more than anything. Is I mean, the knowledge to what lockdowns do has not really been there, but it it people have spoken about this. Like when lockdowns started, they said, "Hey, you know, there's a lot of things that come." from locking people down you know yeah. there's a lot of bad things that can happen and then boom a month a month later there was massive protests like we haven't seen maybe ever in a very long time in this country throughout the major cities and most yeah. people blamed it on black lives matter which i think that was the number one part of that that and i think that it absolutely was obviously that movement but i also think that it what gave way to that though was the fact that people were locked down they were they, they had aggression and they were like right. oppressed they were they were like fucking. What are we doing here? No, I you mean, know what really, I mean? there there were those months. I mean, there were what month was it when the whole George uh, George Floyd was that his name? June, early June. Was that George? Yeah. Right after Memorial Day. Yeah, I mean, when it was just like lockdown, then bam, George Floyd, then bam, riots and all the things that, that then, that but then, that. then COVID nineteen I mean, went away. Yeah. It wasn't oh, yeah. there. It definitely, yeah. And then all well, the, and then it, mean, then it came back. Man, when, when even when I just think about the timing of of COVID nineteen in general. It really kind of blows me away when I think back to like December and January, you know, December of 2019 and January of 2020. Uh, think about what was going on, man. I mean, heck, you had massive protests and some riots going on all over the world. Yeah. You know, Hong Kong, they were getting real feisty You're in right the streets about that. of Hong there Kong. There absolutely was. Right about that time. And, it was uh, also a bad yeah. flu season I mean, from October to January. If you right. look up the flu season from October 2019 to yeah. January 2020, you yeah. can see how bad the flu numbers were. Boom. Disappeared. Yep. So th- these are definitely questions that deserve to be asked. Oh, yeah. They're, if you're quiet about yeah. it, then that's I fine, think that, but I think they deserve the, to be asked. When you add it all up, you know, the, the, uh, the timing of, of the coronavirus coming at a time when anti-establishment protests Protest, yes. and, and riots were at, a, were at a peak, they were at a high. You had the militia movement in America really gaining steam. You had the, the, the uh, demonstrations in uh, Richmond, Virginia, you know. With the uh, gun rights demonstrations there, and uh, you had you had you had armed militia walking down the streets of, of Richmond, Virginia, you know, and uh, then all of a sudden, bam, lockdowns, man, coronavirus is here. Everybody go inside, get in your house, put on your masks, do as you're told, you know, and uh, <clears throat> and so I just I don't know, you know, when it when it comes to that kind of thing, yeah. It's, You're it's, not gonna let go. It's just a crazy coincidence, if you yeah. ask me. If they, if it really did, and especially when you look at what was going on, because I mean, it came out of China. It came out of China, you know. And what was going on in China at that time? You had major unrest in Hong Kong. You had these. You had uncontrollable riots. They were getting real. They were getting fight. I don't know if you saw some of the videos that I saw of some of the riots that were going on in there, but they, 
They know how to make a Mazel Tov cocktail. There also are, and we should. uh, There also are now again more uprisings happening. Yes, there are. uh, From you know, other parts of the world have been locked down. Man, we live in a part that hasn't. We forget people have been locked down. Right. In in the world, they haven't even ever really broken lockdown in the first place. And so we're you know we're speaking here from a place that we're lucky enough to be out in in a certain sense. But no one's really lucky in the. No one's lucky in this. I'll, I'll assure you of that. But. Uh, I wanted to bring this up, and I have to bend over here. Sorry to to get to the computer yeah, here to bring, bring this up because what we're talking about here, is, we're bringing up hypocrisy um, in in this whole story. And I like I don't lean right, I don't lean left. I do personally. I will say this: I find myself leaning more towards the right these days right. because it just seems to align more with the principles that I feel like are right in life. Right, you know, and like. There are a lot of things, though, I don't agree with the right on, and I haven't. Like, I would have never... The Republican Party, what they did to Ron Paul in 2008 and 12, especially oh, 2012, it was a, it was a joke. and Fox News, I will, I would yeah. never get under their banner. I, right. they, they, I mean, come on. They rigged that. They rigged yeah. it, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And then and the Democratic Party, I feel like, has done the same to Bernie Sanders. And come on, the Democratic Party, the best they have to offer is Joe Biden. They put Joe Biden forth for the yeah. country. Thank but you hey, so much. It beat Donald Trump. No, Donald Trump beat Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, he you really know, did. It didn't he matter. Really did. But that's the uh, thing is yeah. they couldn't have put forth yeah. a better. They have who? What's that? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard yeah. or or oh, yeah. someone yeah. like that. They couldn't have put forth someone to actually you know do something that yep. we know is going to affect it. So, uh, but I wanted to bring up this hypocrisy with COVID nineteen because the Democratic side of the Democratic states have been more aggressive on the lockdowns, right? And are again, and uh, so I started to pull up some articles of. People who have made these laws. So, well, this came up first. Governor Gavin Newsom is catching heat as a COVID hypocrite for attending a privacy dinner party for 12, even as he scolds state residents for socializing during the pandemic. Yeah. I should have modeled better for. Uh, I should have modeled better behavior. He says this is the New York Post, but the AP has an article about this, and other people. You can go unbuy. You know, you can look at all the different sites. They all have it. Uh, he went to a dinner. There's pictures of him at the dinner. No one's wearing masks. Everyone's sitting around the table. At the same time as they're coming out with these new things, don't go out on Thanksgiving, pretty much telling you don't get together on Thanksgiving. Wear a mask even when you're chewing. Put your mask back on. Yeah. You're touching your face, <laughs> touching everything else. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's asinine. Are you kidding, yeah. bro? And then, and then at least he apologized. At he least did, he yes, apologized. He and, and he should apologize about a lot more that he's done to his great, beautiful state. You know, I won't even call California a bad state. It's a beautiful state. It's one of the be- most beautiful states that America has to offer. It's on the Pacific Ocean. It has some of the most beautiful oceans in the country. You know, it has Yo- Yosemite National Park, the giant redwoods, the oldest trees in the country. And uh, he should apologize for a lot more, in my opinion, really, for what he does, truly. Right. Uh, that's He just got busted for that. Trust me, we oh, would have that's... never known about it had he not gotten busted. He would have never apologized for it. And right. then you move on to this one. This was older. Uh, let me let me find the date here. Uh, April seventh, and this is um, let me the National Review. Again, there's more stories. This isn't the only one, but uh, the headline says. I'll just leave you with the headline. I take my personal hygiene very serious. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot violates her own quarantine advice to get a haircut. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Miss Lightfoot, I have no problem if you get a haircut, but when you tell everyone else not to, and you do, it becomes a problem. This is the issue. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like they're like, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm one person. 
Okay, Doesn't let matter. everyone say that. Everyone has right. that personal choice. You're saying you want personal choice. Yep. That's the point. Yeah, we all agree with you. Very much, we all agree right. with you. Trust me on that. You know? And, uh, you, and know, you can go ahead. I'll, well, I'll that's, I was just going to say, you know, this is we're not supposed to have a, uh, what do you call it, a royalty or a, uh, uh, I forget, a hierarchy in this country. No, nobody's above the law. You know, even if you, even if you are uh, somebody who helps make the law, you're, no, you're still not above it. You That's know? right. And uh, these these mayors and these these governors, they need to remember that. You know, but they, we have allowed it, like you we said, have we have allowed it, and we that's why they do it, and that's why we can read these. And luckily, the media does actually print some stuff that we can look back on. Because see, here's the thing about this: is these stories don't seem like they're very important at the time, but as time rolls on, it becomes much more important. Oh, yes. These these stories, and that's why you just let things play out a lot of times. You know, it's yeah. all you can really do. And here's another one. Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I almost left that yeah. one. We all remember the hair salon oh, yeah. incident, yes. where where she had she had horrific lockdown, um, you know. Pra- you know yep. uh, what is she? What do you call it? Did she did she, she actually did. pass them into law? But she definitely supported them right. and pushed them into law, and was a reason they were there. And then she was in this hair salon without her mask on. When if everyone did that, then we'd have a problem, right? Yep. The COVID would be mm-hmm. spreading like crazy. Oh, but think- she can do it because she is. Almost a billionaire, definitely has you know nine figures. How did that happen? You know, we yeah. get into that in another episode. Yeah. You know how some of these uh, politicians end up mm-hmm. making so much money, coming in with only a little bit of money and leaving with so much more. It's right. kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, it really is. Uh, and then here you go. You got Michigan governor. Uh, this was my favorite one. Gretchen Wilson. Uh, yeah. uh, Gretchen Whitmer. I'm sorry. Gretchen Wilson. Uh, <laughs> not, not Gretchen Wilson. Dude, she's a redneck broad, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> Oh, but she was a country singer, right? I'd yeah. never disrespect her like that, man. That's horrible. Nah. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer. You know, again, I don't know these people, so I really don't like to be mean. Right. But I think you do start to deserve it when you push upon other people. I have oh, kids absolutely. that are going to grow up in this country yep. because I'm not going anywhere. I live here. I was born and raised here. I get along with everyone who lives here whose family also has different different histories than mine, and we all get along, and we're fine. Right. And we don't need we don't need tyrants uh, telling us what to do. And if you have that mindset, I really don't know if you have a place here. Right. That's my opinion, my personal opinion. I don't know if anyone agrees, but that is my opinion. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm no, not I afraid agree. to put it out there. I completely uh, agree. And, and the New York, uh, the New York post again, and, and again, I'm not biased in New York post. It was just the first one that came up on my feed. Uh, but you can look up other ones, but when, uh, the governor, uh, uh Whitmer of Michigan, her husband called to get the boat out of the water at Memorial Day weekend when she was locking down her state. And she specifically said, don't go to the lake on Memorial Day weekend, on the holiday weekend. Right. And her, her husband said, I'm the governor's husband. And then she said, it was a joke. And it was like, it was not a joke. Yeah. Had they put your boat in the water, you're going to go up there and get in your boat. You right. know, let's be clear. Come yep. on. You know, uh, you got caught, so you had something to say. You know, yep. and uh, <laughs> this is the hypocrisy we're seeing and we're supposed to deal with. And, uh, you know, I don't really, I really don't care. I'll watch sports and play music and write music and meet people and never get too political with anything. But when we have this type of invasive behavior going on, I think it's time to 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 probably at least say something. And, again, we do have the freedom of speech, so at least we're doing this to where we can try to talk about it and bring things to people's awareness. Yep. I don't care. Dude, if you wrote, if, if. If there's a good governor, that if there's a good candidate for governor that runs for governor that's Democrat and they get in and they successful as a Democrat, I'll be happy for them. I don't care. Right. If they're if they're a freaking independent, they're running as the freaking Chippendale party. Yeah. I don't care. 
You know, I really don't. You know, right. them getting in and doing things that matter to people and that make people's lives better and that try to focus on things that really matter to people. I know it's a hard job, but that's why you do have a legislator. You have different branches that are supposed to represent their respective areas. Right. It's not a system that's that hard, but when you have people who are corrupted, it gets a lot harder and we've allowed it for obviously probably too long, you know. Uh, I think oh, people yeah. should definitely start to pay more attention, really start to pay more attention to the things they do. It'd be yeah. a good idea. And uh, moving into segment four before we – we're doing actually pretty good on time. Yeah. Actually, we really are. Uh, but this next segment is uh, The Great Reset. Oh, yeah. So I first we heard about the – for a while on this yeah, one. <laughs> the Great Reset, dude. I first heard about this. And, you know, to be honest with you, in, in practice, when you look this up, you can go to thegreatreset.com. Let me let me look at what it is to make yeah, sure I'm giving you the right. Yeah, bring that page up. I'll bring it up. Phone here. I'll bring it up. Oh, dude, that's not the one. Oh, I closed that down. Yeah, do you have it? Oh yeah. Yeah. What I is it? Is it the, is it dot com? Is it the great reset dot uh, com? Great reset dot com. Yeah. I think it's just dot com. So and you can follow on that and you can and you can look it up and I personally <clears throat> don't disagree with the idea of like. Obviously, we've gone through this now. It's already happened, right? Like right. we've been locked down. People have lost. Yeah, like there's started. some type of a reset that already has to happen. So I don't agree with that premise. But I think when we, the the idea is not that should we reset. It's how should we reset? You know, and this idea of it is scary. You can read that. Right. Read no, that. Uh, this is from thegreatreset.com. You can read that. Yes. Uh, let's see. The COVID-19 crisis and the political, economic, and social disruptions it has caused is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision-making. The inconsistencies, inadequacies, and contradictions of multiple systems, from health and finance to energy and education, are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of concerns for lives, livelihoods, and the planet. Uh, Leaders find themselves at a historic crossroads. Hold on, this isn't what we were reading a second ago. Is Uh, it up higher? Is the one up higher? Let's see. Is that it right there? That might be it. No, that's not it. This is. It looks different on my phone than it looked on your screen. That's for sure. Uh, you might have clicked. But on anyway, it. what it was basically saying is that uh, you can look it up for yeah, yourself. We don't need yeah, to read it to right, you. Right. You know. Really. Uh, it was basically saying that it's caused like a seven percent. The the changes we've made because of COVID nineteen have caused a seven percent decrease in emissions this worldwide, year worldwide. Worldwide. But, right. but we so what people are basically saying is that we need a seven percent decrease per year every year until 2030 to avoid climate catastrophe right this is what they say okay uh, so what they're trying to say pretty much is that we need to keep implemented these policies of covid 19 of social distancing of staying at home of you know uh, not traveling as much, and that causes you know less emissions from and that vehicles. Means like permanently and implementing. Pretty, these they're pretty much talking about per- permanently implementing these measures, not to fight some virus, but to fight climate change. Now, now they're actually taking the coronavirus measures, and they're saying we need this to fight climate change. Now, this is ridiculous. This is just absolutely insane, and. This is exactly what we were talking about. It goes right back. It's always going to circle back around to this. When are people going to rise up? And I'm not talking about when are people going to grab their rifles and run into the street. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when are people going to stand up, take their masks off, and just, you know what I'm saying? Live hey, their life. Live their life. Exactly. If, if, if everybody did it, do you know there what wouldn't this, be anything do they Do you know what do one of the it. sad parts about this is? Is that 
uh, I've always thought is like you go down to Port Aransas and you walk down the jetties. Do you go down? Have you ever oh, yeah, walked I down love, the jetties? Yeah, I've walked okay, there. I love the jetties. Yep. And if you ever go down to Port Aransas or any other island town that has jetties, walk down them, enjoy them. They're beautiful. Um, but if you go down the jetties, you'll see tons of trash and pollution. Oh, yeah. There are real problems environmentally in this world, dude. There, it, it cannot be ignored. You know, this is the problem with the right, man. They've ignored these issues. They think if you spill a little oil in the Gulf, it's not a big deal. And it's not a big deal, okay, to, to, to the grand scheme of things. The, the earth, you're not going to destroy the earth. You're going to destroy humans' ability to live comfortably on the earth by doing these things. So you have to be cautious. There's no, I'm not, I like, dude, I like driving cars. We're proceeding in the world as best we can. I'm not. I'm not going to be that guy that sits there and is over the top with it, you know. But we also can't ignore that there are things that we do as humans that are really, really bad for the environment. There's no right. like our environment no, no that we no that we enjoy. Okay. Yep. Our environment, how we how we live on Earth, and the balance that it is. So uh, I do. It's when they start to make this a political thing, and right. now they're pushing that down people's throats. That's the worst thing you can do. Are you kidding me? We live in a country that has that does have a constitution, right. and it does have a rule of law. And you and it, and you have to realize that you're, they're trying to dismantle that in front of your face, basically, because the people who support this great reset are major corporations. And I need to look through them more. I'm not gonna lie. I need to look through them more. But from what I see, it's major corporations that all have been born and have really had a rebirth online. Right. So they're online presence. So they yeah. get money that way. They they're not they don't give it they don't care about mom and pop shops and Main Street down here. They don't care about any of that stuff, man. They care about how they can run the world through the online presence and that and again that goes back to social media and their media sources. And it goes back to all these things we were talking about and it's uh do your own research. Agree with oh, me, yeah. disagree with me, <clears throat> well, no, or, mean, or anyone, but just do your own research. Look this up. At least do some studying and <clears throat> understand that this type of stuff is going on and this way of thinking is happening. Just for the folks listening, you know, I'll save you a little bit of save you a little bit of time and research here and I'll just go here to the our partners. Remember we were looking at this earlier, yeah. the our partners list of the uh, Great Reset uh, website and let me tell you, folks, I'm just looking at the A's right now, and it is a long list. Uh, and I see Apple among there. I see uh, Amazon I see on there. I see AARP. Uh, so this is not some list of little hole-in-the-wall companies you never heard of. These are big companies that are on board All with of this. Them. Yeah. All the big companies you've ever heard of are on board Worldwide, with too. That's the thing is okay. they don't have a tie to uh, a United States Constitution, Levi. And that's right, the whole no, thing. They exactly. Don't, they, These are global they don't, corporations. As a matter of about. fact, the, a United States Constitution is kind of yeah. inconveniently but, in the way. And, right. and this is, and again... But uh, just on a, on a light note, I do have to break some people's hearts here. Okay? <laughs> oh, here we go. Don't and do tell it. them don't do that it. I'm sorry, but Lego is on <laughs> here, too, man. So, dude, right oh, before man. Christmas? Yeah, Right dude. before Christmas. We cannot dang be it. having Legos, man. Dang oh, it. dang. They are sold out to the globalists. So, dang, dang it. it. Man, I played with so many globalist oh Legos when I was a kid, man. Legos, <laughs> putting it all together. But... <laughs> No, I mean, really, when every company from Apple, I mean, even Legos is on here. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. There's a real movement you know? of this going on. Yeah. So, again, you know, live your life. That's the most important thing. Live your life, you know, being to – we live in the 21st century, man. We know what happens. You don't have to look at history to see what happens when you get 
these major conflicts going, you know, we don't want to destroy this country. That's not the idea. But right. you have to stand for your principles. We do have a rule of law. We enjoy our freedoms. Everyone here that lives in this country, to some extent, enjoys some of their oh, freedoms, yeah, one absolutely. of their freedoms. If they had yes. that taken away, they would, they would really not be happy. Right. And you don't want to see that happen to anybody. I don't care who you are or what side you're on. And the thing about the Constitution that everybody has to remember is that the Constitution is just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper, and it does not protect itself. It does not enforce itself. And when, uh, when, I think it's in even in the Declaration of Independence, which is also just a piece of paper. You know, these uh, these pieces of paper were meant to inspire men to that to have principles, to keep these principles, and to to spread these principles through generations. Uh, but even in the Declaration of Independence, I'm pretty sure it says something about you know uh, how you know men are. They'll accept tyranny as long as they can get along with their lives, you know. And that's that. That's not a direct quote from the Declaration of Independence at all, but it's pretty much what it it says in there uh, in the beginning. But uh, this is just another one of those things, man. It's just it, it, the Constitution's not going to protect itself. Our republic is not going to save itself. You know why? Because it's the, it's the establishment. I think, of our republic. I think that, that it's also driving us over you're right. Way. You're right. And I think it's also fair to say that there are a lot of things in our system based on our constitution uh, in the past 200 years in our country uh in and that still happen now even like with uh overregulation in government, over bureaucracy in government, uh um police force, over militarized police force inside, you know, that's always what has made me more nervous than anything. Not like protest and like riots and stuff but actually right. the police force always made me more nervous but nowadays it's like you know what side is it going to come from yeah. you know uh -huh. but uh it, man it's a um i mean it, it's just something we i mean do if we i think that a lot of people in this country really they were taught about the constitution but i'm not sure what it really means to them because they feel like that a lot of bad things have been done even though we had the constitution but my argument to that is it's a young idea. It was created by imperfect human beings. Right. We are imperfect human beings. But these ideas and these principles are really pretty good in comparison to what we've seen in history and what is happening now. And uh, I think there's a lot of things in this system that need to be changed. I'm, I totally agree. Yeah. I am all for that. This system was corrupt, man. Before Donald Trump came in or out, well, yeah. this was no, corrupt, yeah. it man. Was corrupt it, it, was, it was these voting... Ill illegitimacies and stuff have probably been going on for a long time. I'm sure yeah. of it. But, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, this is really, this stuff is definitely going on. And, you know, you look it up on your own and research on your own. But, you know, we come and do this show. We record this once a week. We do it on a steady one night a week right now. And we literally do it because we enjoy it. We can vent. But also yeah. because maybe we can put something in someone's head to just do your own research. Don't even trust what we say. Listen to what we say and then take it for what it's worth. But also do your own research and look into these things. And if you like it, you like it. But just know that that is what's going on in the world. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, that is what's yeah. going on in the world. And, and no, it is true. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, the great. I mean, when you look at that list of companies that's uh, that's on that uh, partners list for the Great Reset, it's like you're not going to stop that from happening. You know, you're, you're, and you're not. You know, I mean, yeah. The only way you can stop that from happening is by just awakening to it. You know. And even then, it's still going to happen. They're still going to go through. They're still going to try and go through with these plans. But at least you can raise uh, your kids effectively but, uh, yeah. and make better decisions within your life on, on right. choices you want to make due to what you know is going on. 
yeah. right, by doing your research. There's right. nothing wrong with being more educated, man. I, I write songs and play music and, and, you know, I've cut cedar and done construction work. And right. there's no reason that I, I pay attention. I know it is important to at least be a little attentive to what's going on. Yeah. You give it all away if you don't. Right. I, I mean, you. we're seeing what happens when you don't. It's, yep. it's very, you don't want to lull yourself to sleep. And you don't want to let it consume your life either. There's a fine line. Right. And it's hard to find it, but you got to try to find it. Uh, yeah. And uh, we're going to move on to some deeper stuff now. Right. Even deeper oh. than this. You ready? Oh, yeah. Would you rather? All now, right. Now, this one's Best pretty easy. I kept show. this one kind of easy. Yeah. Uh, Number one, would you rather sit down and watch the movie Half Baked or Grandma's Boy? Oh, man. Oh, dang it. That's a good oh, one. Dude, I'm going to have to go with Grandma's Boy, man. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Grandma's Boy. Yeah. I think. Half Baked is a really yeah, good movie. It is. Uh, I, think it, I think it was a, a timeless movie, and in its time, it set things apart. People were like, whoa, what is this? is crazy. Uh-huh. You know? It was like the first thing since Cheech and Chong. Yep. That was kind of like a cool, like, man. But uh, so I really give a lot of respect to that movie. But man, I got like hooked on Grandma's Boy. I watched that movie and laughed oh, yeah. like over so and over again. Times. At one point, in my yeah. life. Yeah. it was a funny movie, man. Yeah. Right? It was a good one. Oh, that was yeah. a silly one. Oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Grandma's Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I do get. I think Half Baked was a more influential movie right. in our in our yeah. lives and in my life for sure. And it introduced the world to Dave Chappelle. Yes, I think yes. the best comedian of all time. I truly do. He is. He is I truly do believe he's the best comedian of all time. He True. is just. His wit and the way he puts things together, his right. his body of work, uh, I think, is just yeah before its time yeah, in a lot yeah, of ways. And when that dude. happens, he's yeah, he's great. He's great. No doubt about it. Great. Okay, next one, number two. Uh, would you rather water ski or wakeboard? Either one at a lake in a uh, nice yeah, Texas yeah. reservoir. Yeah. Reservoir, not a lake, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or would you rather snow ski or snowboard? Nice mountain up in in the mountains in Colorado, where you know cannabis is legal, but I'm yeah. not gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to go snowboarding again. I've only gone to snowboarding once, and uh, I've always loved board sports. I've been a board sports guy my whole life, man. I, I've skateboarded. I've surfboarded. Uh, and uh, I did go up and snowboard one time up in Connecticut, which is a really random place to go snowboarding, but I did. <laughs> and uh, Now, if you know the geography of Mohawk, you know, there's actually quite a few big hills up there. If you know man. the geography of yep. the United States, it's not yep. uncommon. And I yep. went snowboarding my first time in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you, man, uh, I sucked, dude. Really? Yeah. Man, I tell you, that, I got off the little lift thing, you know, the ski, they take you up on that lift, and uh, when they drop you off, you got to kind of skate that right yes. down it, you know? And that was my first, like, and I was just, from, from that moment, I was like, yes. It just felt right. It felt kind of like surfing. You know, I don't know if you've ever surfed. No, no, uh, I haven't. But, I've uh, wakeboarded, and I've, yeah. and I've water skied and tubed. Right, but you would choose snow skiing and snowboarding. Oh yeah, man, and also because I, I love snow, I hate the cold, but I love snow. You know, uh, I I did grow up a little bit in Kansas as well as Texas, and uh, the part of my childhood that was in Kansas, I did get snow because they, you know, usually got about a foot, foot and a half of snow. Sometimes would be like a big, big snow would be that much, yeah. but. Uh, but anyway, uh, but you can find a hill and go down it. Right, you can find a hill, do sledding. I used to sled a lot when I was a kid. I love so snow, and since I moved to Texas, I haven't gotten to experience snow in heck. It's been like uh, ten years probably yeah. since I. So seen we're snow. Texans. Yeah. What is a Kansas? What do they call them? Kans. A Kansan. A Kansan. Is that what I it guess, is? I guess a Kansan. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, I think I'd rather personally. I think I'd rather snowboard too. I had the yeah. same thing. So that's the. 
So I, I went down what they call the bunny hill. So when you get off the ski slope, uh, what you go down right there, that's not the bunny hill. That's a small right. little hill you go down just to start. Yeah. I started on the bunny, what they call the bunny hill, like the, the beginners. You know, my wife had already right. snowboarded. She wasn't my wife at the time, but she had already snowboarded some. Uh, and uh, I had never snowboarded before. And so when I got off that, you have one foot in and one foot out. Right. Uh, and then when you get on, you just put your foot on the board yep. and not yep. in, and then you go down and you sit down and put your foot, you yep. strap it in and then you go down. Yep. And like, dude, I couldn't even get off the lift without falling down. And, <laughs> yeah. and I aggravated the guy that was working there, dude. I could tell, you know, yeah. it was like awkward because he was like young. He, I was young too, but he was like young like me. And right. he was like, dude, just get off the lift. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he was aggravated that I kept falling, but I wasn't trying to fall. You know, right. I wasn't trying to be funny. Yeah. I just... I couldn't get that first little yeah. bump, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, I, like, towards the end, I got a little better at it, but I was young and, like, not as into it then, but I would choose that because I would really like to go back. There's just something about being up on those hills. Oh, Again, yeah. you're out in nature. I in would the love hills. to go do it in, you know, up in Colorado. In, in, in some big mountains. mountains. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. Be awesome. And we should all go on a trip, dude, one, dude, one winter and go, we seriously. Should. We should. Take the kids and go, right? We really should, Because the man. kids, like, have to do that once, you know? Dude. We got to go, go do some hiking. Yeah. That's what we need to go yeah. do. One day we'll just freaking go do some hiking. Man. Yeah, I'm down whenever for real, real on that. So down, I am man. down for, for for that whenever, and that can lead us into our next thing because you might be able to uh, bring a uh, one of the what they call a firearm, and yes. uh, if you had to choose here for a deer hunting rifle specifically, I'll leave this because I know you can get deep into this. But if you're right. gonna go in Texas deer hunting, would you rather have a 243 or 270? Huh? Or neither? Maybe. Um, you I mean. Well, no, 243 is my preferred. That's my hunt. I have a 243. I love. Uh, that's my preferred deer hunting rifle is a 243. I've never actually personally shot a 270, so I don't know. Uh, I couldn't speak on that. Uh, <clears throat> but most of the little hill country whitetail we have around here are 243. Even Axis, yeah. It should be big enough. Axis, I mean, uh, you know, if you can shoot a big old Axis buck, you know, one of them big bodied bucks. You know, if you've got a thirty out six laying around, you, you might, might want to use that. Yeah, they are big. Yeah, they're substantially bigger yeah. than a whitetail. That's yeah. right. Like a muley up in the mountains in Santa Fe, uh, I'd say right. get to about the size of an axis, maybe a little smaller. They're bigger than a whitetail. Right. Right. Oh, but yes. uh, way bigger. Yeah, but the axes do get pretty large around here. You yeah. know, but you also have like the black bucks uh, around here that that are fairly small. So two forty three yeah. and the hogs, the hogs, right? Two forty three. Two forty three should work fine with the yeah. hog. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I personally do like I did the first rifle that I owned personally was two seventy, oh, really? and like myself, you know, yeah. and uh, it was big for me. But I was a lot younger at the time. I think I might appreciate it more now. Uh, right. I'd probably just rather have like a thirty odd six. Honestly, yeah. I think that's more probably. Maybe I should have even said asked that in the question. You know, yeah. it's probably a better rifle for all around. You know. Right. But the 243, man, it's a good rifle. You know, I have a really nice one, and I, I think that's a good deer rifle. And for hunting, you know, uh, you know, even when kids are learning, it's a good intermediate rifle. Right. And you know, too, the other thing about it is when you're hunting, uh, I don't care what anyone says, people that hunt typically care more about animals than anyone. Right. And, you wanna, and when you're doing that, you want to make it as humane as you can. Yep. And uh, I think anything smaller than a 243... Uh, probably that's why I try not to you know right. I mean there are some rifles that'll work and if you're a good shot you know what yeah. you can do and the more expertise you gain I think the better the better you you become but right. uh, 243 would be my preference but uh, I'm not opposed to a 270 either I like right. it but I would choose a 243 huh. you know yeah good 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 caliber two, gun two, so a 270 is that uh that got a 
bit of a better kick than a 243, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yep. So, you know, I don't want to say substantially, but it definitely does. Right. You feel it, you know. A little bigger. We'll have to have some bigger fun. Bigger round, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to have some fun. And the other uh, the other thing, too, and this isn't <clears> on here, but I'll just add it since we're talking about it, because I really yeah. do uh, enjoy, uh, I mean, man, firearms, if not for anything else, uh, for hunting and just the enjoyment of going out and shooting firearms. And I grew up shooting them. I truly right. enjoy shooting firearms. It's oh, actually yeah. quite uh, fun, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's just a lot of fun. Yes, yes. All right, but uh, but uh, what type of handgun would you prefer? You know, you have like let's go from a. Uh, I mean, you can even go what they have the little uh, what are the little three three set little what are the oh, the little uh, little revolvers or what? Well, no, not the little <clears throat> revolver, the but the caliber. What they have like they have the you have the thirty eight. The thirty eights are a handgun that women use, but what is the other? The little three thirty seven is that what? Three fifty seven. Three fifty seven. Yeah, I'm thinking of the road. That, that's a big. Yeah. That's a big cartridge. No, right no, no, no. Three fifty seven is what is is a larger caliber. That's interchangeable. You can use a thirty eight yes. special bullet within a three fifty seven. I'm talking about the little handguns that women would use. It, not even a. It's smaller than a nine millimeter. What? Uh, oh really? Like yeah. Twenty five. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to look it up. You'd have to look it up. Look yeah. up. Look up calibration of, of handguns. Let's find it. Handgun I don't wanna... calibers. Yeah, let's. I'm not that knowledgeable out. as other people, but right. I'm. I, I know that they're, they're. I'm on to something here. Calibers. I can get my phone too. But... Let's see. We got three eighty. Three eighty. There it is. Three eighty. Yeah, the three eighty. Three eighty. Those are small one, yeah. little uh, self defense. You know, women yep. use them, tuck them in their purse. Uh, the three eighties. You know, yep. that that's a. Uh, so from 380 to 45, all the way on the scale, on the spectrum, what what would you prefer? You know, to huh. probably shoot. I mean, I, I like a 45. I uh, I do shoot 45, uh, but for everyday carry, I would probably look for something a little smaller than a 45, maybe like a 40. Yeah, you know those are great. Uh, yeah, actually, those are fun are to shoot because they those got are... they, they got a little bit more velocity than a than a forty five, yeah. but they also got a little bit more knockdown power than a nine than millimeter. A nine. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they are the they are similar to a nine millimeter, just have a little bit more uh, yep. power, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a uh, no. Those are actually really really fun to shoot, man. Those forties, I've enjoyed shooting those. They ha- right. they have just enough kit kind of to make it fun, right? Yep. But yep. man, I enjoy especially for self protection on like a ranch and stuff. You're out there like because. Man, if you like come into a pack of pigs or something like that, where you would really need it, right? right? You nine millimeters not probably not yeah, enough, you know. Yeah. But the three fifty seven is fun because you can have uh, the thirty eight special rounds in it, right. and you can also but you can also put those three fifty seven rounds in it, and that's oh, yeah. those are those, those those got a little bit of bang to them. Yeah, yeah, they do. You know, that's yeah. and uh, that'll put that'll put a hog down for sure if you need it to in that situation. Because in our in our situation, that's realistically what I use. You know, like right. if I'm if I need to, if I'm out working on a hillside or something, and I'm afraid that you know, yep. gonna get attacked by something, you know, uh, right. I would say a 357 is a, a good round, and it's kind of a. Then when I go to the range, it's just a fun round to shoot. Yep. But anyway, I get off on guns. I'm not a ne- an expert, oh, yeah. but I love shooting, dude. I really right. do enjoy guns. So oh, yeah. go out and hike yeah. and shoot sometime soon. But uh. Sounds good. And then here we go, number four, man. Okay, so if you had to leave Texas for one year. You move somewhere for one year. They're like, all right, dude, you got to move somewhere for one year, at least one year. Yeah. But it's between two places. It's between either Hawaii or Alaska. Where do you go? I would definitely go to Alaska, I think, for one year. Yeah. One full year. 
Man, I mean, you know, Hawaii would be tempting because it would be temperate there. You and, know? and the big island of Hawaii. The main, the right. big island. Not the, yeah. not not Oahu, but the big right. island, Hawaii. Would... But uh, but I, I would go to Alaska, I think. I've always wanted... I've been to Alaska before. It was in the summertime. Uh, the sun didn't go down for like a week while I was there. <laughs> yeah. Know? It was crazy, man. The sun just did circles in the sky, man. It was insane. But uh, uh, I wanted... I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights... I was always kind of bummed out that I went to Alaska during the summertime when, you know, I didn't get to see the Northern Lights. Where did you go in Alaska? Uh, we went to uh, Fairbanks. Oh, you went all the way up to Fairbanks. Yeah, we did. But, you would have uh, been close to the Northern Lights certain times of year. Oh, you would yeah, have been very absolutely. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a, uh, you know, there was little advertisements for, uh, they had these Northern Lights theaters, these things you could go to. They kind of like simulate the Northern Lights, you know. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same, though. You know. Can you imagine? But, uh, Can you imagine? That's actually good. That goes on 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 this planet. The Northern oh, yeah, Lights. What is, is that, dude? That yeah, is but, crazy, uh, right? No, my trip to Alaska was fun, though, man. I, we spent a week in Anchorage, or maybe not a week, a few days in Anchorage, and then we went and spent uh, close to a week in Fairbanks. I just try to put myself sitting there, looking in the cold ass weather. Of Alaska, northern Alaska, yeah, and looking at the northern lights and thinking, am I even on the same planet? Yeah, as I was on the rest of my life. Like, is this real? Right. I mean, isn't that amazing? Some of the natural phenomenons that just oh, go yeah, on. Man. That's one it's, of them. Isn't that amazing? I would choose I Alaska. I would choose Alaska oh, because yeah. you're not landlocked. Number one. Yep. Yeah, no, you're not locked by ocean. Uh, but the fishing, the fishing and stuff in Hawaii, in the ocean life of it, would be very fun. Right. And there's a lot of wildlife there that's kind of interesting. But man, the ocean is super intimidating if you really think about it. Oh, At the end man. of the day, it's, it, it really is. is. It'll it really swallow is. you. Yeah. You know, Hawaii's like nothing to that ocean. You know, just like yeah. a little speck. It really is. A little speck. Seems dude. like it. Yeah. I know it's not, but it seems it's like, like it. it. It is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is, is. really. Uh, but and I know the. I don't think the ocean's gonna like come up with some unusual behavior to. To swallow, swallow Hawaii, up. but yeah, I mean, no, it's like that is intimidating no, yeah, to think the about. The ocean is very intimidating. Not not just the ocean itself, but the things that live in the ocean are also pretty yes, intimidating. Yeah, well. yeah. The sharks that we, uh, you know, yeah. I think we even talked about that before. It's like the different yeah. shark encounters on yeah. on the internet you can see. It's like the great white sharks swimming up to spear fishermen. Oh, it's like yeah. spear fishing sounds fun. Oh, let's take the kayaks like a half a mile out to this reef. Yep. And you're like, all right. And then what do we do? The reef's just right there. Like, no, then we have to swim like 20 feet down to the reef. And you're like, so in between this 20 feet, yeah. what is there? And they're like, oh, just ocean. And I'm like, no, dude, I, no way. That's plenty of room for sharks to roam. Like, oh, I'm not going to, I don't think I'd do it. You know, I, yeah. at the end of the day, I don't know if I'd really do it. Uh, I know if I went to Alaska, I would utilize the beautiful mountains and I would hike as much as I could. I'll tell you what, though. Honestly, when you go out into the wilderness of Alaska, I agree. It's dang near. To, it's just like you have, you out have to, the to protect yourself. You're not at the top of the food chain in either one of those. You really do need to take. You need to protect yourself. You yep. have to. I mean, there's yep. even wolves, packs of wolves oh, yeah. in Alaska. Yeah. You know, I'm you pretty you sure do. wolves probably outnumber people in Alaska. Uh, now, <laughs> now there are some hunters that take bows. Simply take yep. their bows out there yep. and go. So. I mean, but they're also trained. They're experts. They have trained themselves to be experts in the wild. Right. You know, and but if you're not, you know, you definitely want to take protection. And but it, just to enjoy that and live up there for over a year, I would I would choose Alaska. There's just yeah. so much more to offer. You know, going to see the whales, the killer whales. I saw. Right? I went and saw the killer oh, whales. Oh man, I was there, man, how cool! We you went know? and rode out into a bay. Dang it, dude. it was in. It was while we were in Anchorage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, Anchorage is right there. Yeah, Anchorage right is the, real neat, uh, man. It's it's like uh, it's tucked. One side of it is the ocean, and on the other side is just the this wall of mountains, man. I mean, yeah. it really and that's actually is. where Mount McKinley or Denali, yeah. what yes. they call Denali uh, Peak, is. Yeah. We did a uh, when we went to Fairbanks, we did a twelve-hour train ride 
that went from Anchorage to Fairbanks, and we went right past Mount Denali. It was kind of cloudy that day, so I didn't get to see the summit. It was the up summit the, was up in the clouds, there, man. Yeah. But, uh, Where our heads usually are, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It was insane, man. The, the train was awesome, too. Little, uh, the top of the train was just all plexiglass, so you could see everything. You know, you could see everywhere. And then it was a it was a two story train, and the top deck was where you rode and had the plexiglass top, uh, and then on the bottom story, right underneath us, there was actually an olive garden on the train, man. It was no pretty, way. Yeah, you went to the bottom, <laughs> and there was this little restaurant. They get everywhere, dude. Garden, the damn corporations, they things, get man. everywhere. Dude. <laughs> damn it! It's like you get up to the top of Mount nuts, McKinley man. or Denali, yeah. what they call Denali Peak. I don't, uh, I don't know if it was actually an olive garden. It, it was, it was a, an Italian restaurant. Yeah, on yeah. The bottom of this say, train. Okay? I was gonna say, yeah. Dang yeah. it! Uh, if it was olive garden, be like, damn it, no. <laughs> like you get to the top of the Nale, the very top of the peak, and you've like climbed up there, you've almost died, and you get there, and there's a Popeye's chicken. You're like, no, never. How did you get up here, dude? Yeah. Nah. It's oh, crazy. Surprise me. Yeah, I would definitely man with the northern lights and all the all the, the just the lobster culture and the salmon. Yep. You could eat the good food. I just think it'd be cool. I would actually really like to visit Alaska. It would be high up on my list of places to go. Juneau, that whole southern part, that whole region down yes. there would be fun Sitka. Uh, but moving on, the musicians. Uh, I didn't really do too much research into. Uh, I know these people personally, but I just uh, say that you should go look these people up and some of their songwriting. But uh, they're important to Texas culture, and uh, one of them is Augie Myers. Look up Augie Myers, San Antonio-based musician. He's done so much in music, uh, uh, had hits like Hey Baby, Que Paso, you yeah. know? I remember that song. Uh, I know everyone's probably heard it at some point. Right. If you've lived down here, you have for sure. And then another like folk storyteller songwriter named Nancy Griffith out of Texas, Nancy Griffith. And you can yeah. look them both up. They're awesome, and uh, I love their music personally. But I just feel like that they need a lot more credit than they get. Sometimes I look at some of these Texas musicians, and uh, I know how far some of their work has stretched. But they themselves, and this isn't just Texas musicians. This is more independent musicians is what it really is. Right. Is some of their work has stretched out, but they have never, like their name hasn't stretched out. Like for right. some reason, people haven't really gotten on to them, uh, you know, them yeah so it's just it's weird uh but it happens so that's why i feel like i should shout them out and then the other one i was listening to is that song burn one down by ben harper uh, yes so he's not from texas but i feel like an out of texas shout out oh that's uh, a great ben song. harper man right yeah yeah burn he's down. yeah he's a good one dude yeah. and then uh if you want to close it up man uh we're just at an hour we're at an hour and three minutes oh, so well, yeah. if no, you have something I mean, you want to close uh, on no you know i mean i'd really just like to kind of reiterate what we said earlier about you know this whole the craziness in the world you know uh how and how long are we going to let it go to go on you know and uh that we've got us we got to stand up and you know i don't have the end i don't know how you know i don't know i don't have all the answers to how you know a lot of people say well you're just complaining about you know everything you don't have any solutions well i mean in this case it's kind of true you know i mean uh you know, in the long run, there's nothing, or not in the long run, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, there's no nothing we can do to directly influence it. But what we can do is what we're doing right now, and that's wake up other people. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's what that's what has to happen. People need to wake up. You know, I was at a restaurant. Uh, this was a few weeks back, man. But I was at a restaurant uh, in in Kerrville, and I was standing there <clears throat> at the counter waiting to order, and I looked outside. 
and I wasn't wearing a mask, right? And uh, looked outside. This guy was walking up to the door, and he was putting his mask on, you know, and everything. And he looked in, and he saw me through the door, not wearing a mask. And he just takes his mask off, you know, and just puts it back in his pocket and walks in the door. You know, that's what it takes. Yeah. That's what it takes. If it, it, when one person does it, another person does it, and that's just the way people work, man. You know, yeah. people aren't gonna stand up until they see other people standing up pretty much you know yeah. uh and you know again you know we're not we're we are we're never going to call for violence on this sh- uh, you know just in my life not, at yeah, all no. i just don't you know yeah. never going to call it's for not violence. the answer it's really it's not you the know? answer it's uh, not the answer but we but but we will call for people to rise up in a peaceful manner yeah to you know to show them I, that we're not going to take it you know i personally predict if there is another lockdown nationwide, especially if it happens nationwide, that you will see massive civil disobedience. I yes. do predict that, just yeah. in, in for the record. But to what you were saying, too, when people say, uh, you know, well, you're just complaining, you don't have all the answers. Well, that's right, but no one has the answers, and that's exactly what you're complaining about, is that right. there are a few people in the world, relative to how many people there are in the world, who claim to have the answers. Yep. And they come off. They come off with things like the Great Reset, and they say they have all the answers, and they're going to give them to us and trust the same people that have led us into these crises in a lot of ways in the first place. And so I, I do. I think we probably do need some sort of a reset again, but maybe just not with the same these leaders. And they even talk about on that website at some point. You read it well, enough, you'll see. Is it, What's that? Yeah. Well, they they talk about leaders. They talk about you know. Uh, 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 the leaders of the world think it's like, wait, what leaders? The yeah. same leaders who have led us into this mess that we're in today because ultimately that have bought out individual nation, state, nation states around the world with, through their corporations. They've just bought everybody out basically. Everyone's gotten used to buying all of their products yeah. and now we just now they can ram any type of thing they want down our throat and think that we don't have any type, they don't have any type of oversight and in some ways, do they sure, have any oversight? Yeah, right. I mean, in some ways, yeah. they don't have any oversight. But what we provide, and that is our attention. If right. we just ignore it, they're just going to take anything from us, you know. But if people have to. People do need to pay a little bit more attention, and not in the way that you give all of your time to just bitching and moaning about problems. That doesn't do any good. Right. But when you do go spend your money and support people you love, and you know, getting on social media and debating with people who have a difference of opinion than you. You know, someone might hear this and think, listen to these two talking about taking their mask off. How could they possibly say that right now? <laughs> we know mask on. And that, that may be what yeah. they believe. Right. And that's okay. Yep. You know, that's okay. Yeah. You know, but the fact that we can all at least have this conversation is very important. And I think it's yes. important to everybody. And I think people should very much, you know, if you can't get involved, you should pay attention and know what's right. going on in the world. Uh, and know what's going on around you because there are going to be people who do pay attention and there are going to be people who do get involved and whoever does that and I have and I have this and I don't care what happens really because I think ultimately what matters is that in the state of Texas where I live is that everyone wakes up every day and does their best to be a good person and whatever they do whether they build roads or play songs or if they're in the, you know, if they're a representative of the Congress or whatever they do, right? I hope right. they just do their best every day. That's all you can wish. But what I do think could happen is that 
if Greg Abbott shuts down Texas and goes along, because right now, like you said, no one's won the presidency at this point, right. so nothing's happened on the national mandate. Yep. But if it is, if it's not mandated and he just goes along with it because he knows it's going to happen, yep. he's really risking his reelection because he might not. They might have another bad candidate on the Democratic side. We may not like him. We may not agree, but. There, that base is going to show up to get Greg Abbott out for sure. Oh yeah, and Greg Abbott's base is not going to be there for him. Yep. You know yep. because no, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to sabotage yep. him and and his support. And I don't really care one way or the other. To be honest with you, I just really don't. I'm not right. a big fan. I don't really care one way or the other. I don't know these people as I don't never met them or anything. But I mean, I I just you know politically speaking, they all kind of just seem middle of the line, same old stuff same to old me. Status quo. You know. Yeah. Uh, but. I do see things like that happening, and uh, you know, again, I'm I'm fine with it. I just I hope that people realize that uh, there are definitely things, sinister things going on in the government, mm-hmm. and I don't care what profession you're in, you do it with dignity and honor. And when people swear into this country, they swear into the Constitution. Yep. Then why do they do that if it if if it's we still do that? Right. People still do that, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. that still goes on. So we need to draw. You know, either it's there, or it's not. Right. Right. I mean, because. No, yeah, people got. That's the thing, though. People uh, pick and choose at the Constitution. You know, everybody thinks we can just pick and choose at the Constitution. Pick, pick. Oh yeah, we're gonna. We like this part. We'll hang on to it. But oh, you know, we don't like this part. We're gonna get rid of it. You know, we're not. We're not gonna acknowledge it. And uh, it's the point we've gotten to in our in our government. I mean, I, I'm. And don't get me wrong. It's nothing new. Honestly, the federal government and the state governments—they've been trampling the Constitution since day one, man. Since the <laughs> yeah, very first day it, it was is true. Since the it very first true. day it was drafted, most definitely, uh, most definitely. And uh, it's nothing new, but uh, I will—I would say that fewer and fewer people seem to be aware of it or care about it. Uh, it might be—it might be something that is disappearing. It very possibly could the, be the Constitution. Yeah, possibly it could be. I mean, they're talking about a great reset. Doesn't sound, you know, when I think of the idea of a great reset, especially the kind they're thinking of, I don't see any room for the Constitution in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and I mean, and, you know, that could be really something like we were saying earlier that unites the country. I mean, are we really gonna let? Are we really gonna watch as the Constitution gets taken away? See, but that that one other thing, and uh, we're kind of running over our time a little bit here, but I'm just gonna say it real quick: is that they're not gonna come out and say. We're taking away the Constitution. They're, they're never going to come out and say that. They're going to keep the Constitution there. They're going to keep it on display, and they're going to say, you know... Oh, they're just going to work yeah, around it. They're just going to work around it the same way they've done all the time. They're going to keep the Constitution framed up in Washington, D.C., and they're going to say, oh, yeah, this is the great document that we follow, but they don't follow it, you know? Yeah. They're not going to come out and tell you that they've, t- that they've done away with the Constitution. They're going to do it behind closed doors, and you're not, you know... <laughs> you might even know about it, but... At the end of the day, you're going to, you know... Uh, I, I personally think that, uh, you know, I have faith that whatever will prevail. It's a great ending point, by the way, Levi. I, I think that's a great ending point right there. I think I think that's where we stop, yeah. you know. and I, But uh, I do think that, that the truth will always prevail uh, one way or the other, and no matter how much time that takes. And I do think that people, uh, you know, the Constitution in this country has a lot of flaws, man. There's no doubt about it. We could definitely pick through them. But damn it, there are a lot of great things That's and right. and young ideas, and I think we should maybe give a little bit more thought to that. Uh, yep. It's a great thing to end on, and I love it. So, uh, good episode, right. man. And we 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 can say we run over. We're at about one one hour and thirteen minutes. But you know what? 
Uh, we like to talk. Yeah, it's all good. Do. I think <laughs> we've solved a few problems tonight. Yep, and yeah. we drank a good beer, by the way, right? You yes, like that? Did yes, you like that IPA? Did. Yeah, it was. It was. It, I mean, you know, a uh, little strong IPAs. I've, you know, they've always been a little. They can be a little like, whoo, a little Invasive, harsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah but this one is pretty smooth. I must <laughs> say, of, of the IPAs I've drank. Yeah. This is of the smoother ones. And that was made like, let's see, how many miles is Blanco from here? How many miles? What would you say? Blanco, Texas is what? 60 uh, miles from here? Yeah, roughly. 60, 60 miles. Yeah. So there you go. 60 miles from here. But uh, we appreciate it. Talk to y'all later. Yes, we, do. we want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, We may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.